Hello and welcome to the Ultimate Audio Bang, Rock Paper Shotgun's fortnightly podcast where we keep you updated on all things online shooters. Uh, and today I'm joined as always by Hayden. Uh, how's it going? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, we just said we're very tired. <laughs> yeah. Like, but we'll try to like, you know, pick up the energy. It's all fine. But behind the scenes, very tired. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's been a good week. Guides is... So guides is, is a little insight is, is a lot of updates and stuff so it's always nice when like something new comes out that is like relatively guidable which has been stray this week so that was like a nice little surprise oh, nice. like a break from the the usual for me so yeah like full disclaimer like before i just did that intro i was just like i let off a massive yawn <laughs> i think you were you just slapping your own face to wake yourself up as well like it's <laughs> It's it's been tough. It's because of this heat wave we've had. If you're not from the UK, uh, you probably heard at least about the UK banging on uh, about like how hot it's been over here and stuff. I think it's properly destroyed us both. I'm just extremely tired all the time now, and I hope it goes away soon. I just... think part of it, for me at least, is that like while the heat wave was happening, other than like one appointment that I had to leave the house for, which was like in the car there and then like inside you know what i mean i didn't really go outside at all like i haven't walked <laughs> in days <Yeah. laughs> from sunday until last night i didn't really leave the house so actually not saturday so like it was just a whole that's i mean like i mean you don't know people don't know what days it is now but that was like four or five days without leaving the house that's not healthy <laughs> yeah totally actually because um i remember literally like closing the curtains closing like the windows or whatever and just living in like trying to live in darkness throughout like the really hot period and thinking about it yeah that isn't great is it uh no, it's not yeah, good I, for I, you. yeah exactly the same i feel like we became like little gremlins that just <laughs> don't you know what I mean? Like, don't leave our caves. And I just, I couldn't, like, it was unbearably hot. <laughs> yeah, it was brutal. But there we go. We're sort of, we're, I think we're in the clear, at least for the foreseeable for a little bit. Um, yeah, I was knows? saying uh, this morning uh, that I just, <laughs> I don't want any more sun <laughs> at all. Like, I'm done with it for the year. Summer's over. Give I I am craving Christmas just so that like it can like I I want to complain about the cold you know I'm gonna <laughs> complain regardless I will moan but I want to like moan and be able to do something about it you know I want to be able to like moan and have someone go well put a jumper on and I'm like oh that's you know reason that's fair that's fair I'll go put a jumper on like <laughs> there's nothing you can do when it's hot you know. Yeah, that is true. Like, you can't just peel off your own skin, can you? Uh, just like that was a horrible image. <laughs> yeah, it's a horrible oh image. Actually, I can only apologise. <laughs> but that's what I wanted me. Like, that's what I felt like I needed to do, and obviously, I couldn't do it. So yeah, I think I'm the same as you. I'd rather just complain about the cold now. Bring that on. <laughs> I want to bring out my Wallace and Gromit Christmas jumper as well, which I bought like at the end of last Christmas and get to wear in preparation for this Christmas, which is quite a strange move by me. But there you go, forward thinking, I suppose. This, yeah, I was going to say it's very proactive. Like I have one Christmas jumper and it's awful. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's a snowman. 
<laughs> I can't even. Oh, it's a snowman right? <laughs> on the jumper, and the nose comes out of the jumper. No, so it's just this carrot nose sticking out quite a large, like quite far. Um, it's very, it's very <laughs> odd. Um, I feel like yeah. a lot of people would want to, like, I don't know. This is going to sound very strange now, but it would either it would get in your way, but also people would just be like, want to touch it, like they'd just be like playing around with it all the time. You'd be like, please, can yeah, you stop like, that touching me. Like way too many dirty jokes. Like, it, yeah. <laughs> either way, it falls. It's not that. Like, it gets old pretty quick. <laughs> it's not very Christmassy, is it? When you're making like dick jokes. Um, <laughs> right. We should probably talk about like games and stuff. On to our point of interest. And this is the part of the pod where we pick a theme, we have a good old discussion about it. Uh, and this week, uh, we're keeping the themes pretty simple, actually. We're just talking about our sort of favourite FPS game modes. It's like a proper nostalgia trip, essentially. So, Hayden, have you got one lined up for us? What's, Am I starting? What's appealed to you? Oh, oh. Yeah, go, go, yeah, go for I it. I expected Ed to start, so that is quite I'm cool. so sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll start. Uh, I'll start with Extraction from Battlefront 2015, um, which for like a very brief, you know, to to like a quick blurb, it's essentially Rebels versus Empire. I don't think there were any other like Star Wars eras in Battlefront 2015, if I, if I remember right. I think it was just original trilogy. Um, and like the Rebels would escort like a, a, a hovering like shipment container through the map and there are like three checkpoints you have to hit as you move through and once you hit the final checkpoint you win uh and the imperials just essentially need to stop it long enough you know what i mean like so uh so the timer runs down before like, right the, the shipment yeah it reaches the final checkpoint and it's i there were a few maps you could play this on. It was a DLC mode, so it wasn't available on like every map. There was only like two or three maps it was on. I specifically remember playing it on Jabba's Palace, which was like one of the maps in the same DLC. Um, and Jabba's Palace is a lot of tight corridors uh, and stuff like that, like a lot of choke points that if you're playing an extraction, it funnels you through them like kind of one after another so it's just a constant like chaotic shootout from either team like in these choke points so like rather than for example like your team deathmatch team deathmatches are your free-for-alls where like everyone's just running rampant and you know all over the map uh, and it's kind of like a, a load of like one-on-one shootouts happening at the same time extraction was always like you know your whole team would be there trying to push up or you're like, you know, if you're in the empire, everyone is trying to defend that one, you know, like objective, right, yes. one checkpoint. Uh, and like the way it just kind of funnels you through the map and like into the next room and keeps you moving. And then like, you know, once you capture a checkpoint and the empire get pushed back, like they're scrabbling to like get defensive positions. Oh, it's just so good. <laughs> Did it sort of capture like almost like a, a proper sort of war, like a proper battle for you? And that sounds like a weird question, but I sort of feel like 
everyone sort of banding together to try and like push forward the objective or to like bring it to a halt um doesn't actually happen a lot in um like big multiplayer fps's at least um whereas in this it sounds like you sort of really do feel like a bit of camaraderie with your teammates i suppose that's the perfect way yeah yeah like everyone's fighting together uh, and even if you are running off to like do your own thing it's very much like this is for the you know this is for the team like if you're in java's palace which again the only map i remember <laughs> like if you're in java's palace and you're like the the shipment thing that hovers because it's star wars is like going down like a corridor and you're like i know another corridor that comes out like the other like the other side so i can like flank you know the imperials and like whittle down the defenses from behind oh beautiful play beautiful play because then <laughs> you know, the shipment container is just cruising towards a checkpoint their defenses are just destroyed mm. Mm. beautiful and also like as it goes on like heroes will start appearing you know and then uh, like when lucas skywalker's on the map it's always a good time, you know, when there's like lightsabers swinging around. With any Star Wars game, like no matter how much people complain, like Battle from 2015, there was like it, it was whatever. Like people, some people liked it, some people didn't. It, it wasn't massively popular long term, but it didn't have the same like absolute, absolutely horrendous start that Battlefront 2 had. Like <laughs> Battle from 2015 was just fine for a lot of people, but for me, like. Um, my go-to is always that if there are lightsabers swinging around, it's it's probably a good time. You know, like regardless of everything else, lightsabers improve everything by like a solid twenty five percent at least. <laughs> Are you someone that owns a lightsaber in real life, or not? Like a you know, obviously lightsabers are real. But... I don't, I don't have you know that kind of money to you know buy like the real like ornamental ones um you can make your own now at galaxy's edge which is just wild to me galaxy's edge being like the park in america or wherever, somewhere um, i was like where where are you talking about like, galaxy's what? Edge. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like sorry. but yeah um i would like to go there and make my own one day you get all the parts and you can fully customize it it's very, it's very cool it's what you know it's what the cool kids do um, that's actually ridiculous that is actually i'm very into that it's amazing outside of that the only lightsabers i've ever owned is for like oh when would this have been my 17th birthday i was in france on an exchange and I, like the, the group from my school went and we met up with like a group from their school and everyone you know was on the exchange together and we do like big group activities and it was my birthday while i was out there uh, and they like some of them bought me like a stupid toy lightsaber which was you know very again very cool um, <laughs> 17 year old me just swinging a lightsaber around <laughs> uh, on the streets of Bordeaux it was very it was very uh, cool but uh, other than that the only other one I've had is there was a Wii game I don't know if you've played it Star Wars lightsaber jewels or something like that I think I and know what you mean with, yeah it came with like lightsaber props <laughs> that you could like you know use as a controller um, and incredible it was, yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> like, just the best. Like, the. I don't know where they are now. They probably did break at some point, but the fact they didn't break for so long is like a serious testament to like how well built they were. Because, like, when you're kids playing a lightsaber game, you swing those things hard. Like, it's a fight to the death. 
you know, like <laughs> imagination kicks in and there is no restraint. Like you just go wild with it. So, and you know, you're trying to like, imitate Darth Maul and stuff. Just, things are going to break. Things are going to break. Man, I, yeah, I, I think I've only owned one lightsaber in my time. I can't, I can't even remember when it was. I think I was just pretty one. young. Yeah, it's it's I only have one. It was I remember it was blue and like it was sort of constructed of like three bits that were all kind of like I don't know how to describe it, sort of folded into one another. So you kind of have to like flick your wrist and then they'd all kind of like extend out into the lightsaber. Um and I remember that being a good time. Uh yeah, because I, I when I'm, you like flick it right and it extends all the way. Whoa, whoa, yeah, cool. it was cool. <laughs> It was cool. You could sort of like flick it out, and it would just go like and stuff. And yeah, it's good. It's a good time. Um, yeah. I always was. I always kind of wanted the Darth Maul one because I was a huge fan of the Phantom. Men- I still am a huge fan of Phantom Menace, and I I just love that fight. So I'm also a big Phantom Menace fan. That's, yeah, well, yeah, that's nice. I feel like it's quite a controversial just like choice, but I don't know. I I actually think it's like my favorite Star Wars. I feel like it's literally got everything in it. You've got like a big fish, like an amazing fight, um, <laughs> some pod racing. Like literally, you've got everything you need in it. Um, pod racing are... is a serious boon. Like it's just before we move on, <laughs> pod racing, people. <laughs> what a genius like stroke of creativity! Pod, pod racing, pod racing. That's all I have to say. We can move on. Pod racing, <laughs> <laughs> pod racing, right. <laughs> We are gonna. Otherwise, this will just become a podcast about Star Wars. Yeah, no. One day we'll do a first-person like racing games episode just for the for the laughs, and we will talk Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Aside from pod racing, I feel like there actually isn't any. I can't segue this in smoothly. Actually, no. I, I think I can. I, I'll on, say that, like, instead of pod racing, replace the pods with trucks, uh, <laughs> and you've got yourselves one of my favourite game modes uh, of recent times, and that's Armored Royale. I was going to call it Truck Royale. We sort of were having this debate. It's it's a bit of both. Who really cares? Um, and that's from. Uh, it's a limited time mode in Call of Duty Warzone, where essentially uh, you and your team uh, sort of will spawn alongside an armored truck, and you will kind of need to defend this truck from other teams that also have trucks. And it's essentially just a game of battle royale, but everyone has like an armored truck that they need to kind of and they need to keep alive. And you can kind of, uh, as you earn money and things like that, you can upgrade the truck with like more protection uh more i think i think better weaponry um and just repair it as well if it's taking damage um and yeah i just like absolutely love this mode i thought it it kind of often i'm actually not a huge fan of vehicles in in fpf game fps games um i don't really know why um i just kind of like the boots on the ground sort of style of gameplay, like one-on-one sort of fights, mano-a-mano kind of thing. Um, don't really like it when just a tank suddenly rolls in and just like squashes you and or like just blows you to smithereens. You can't really do anything about it. I suppose in games like Battlefield, you've got RPGs and things. I don't know. I just don't really care for vehicles much. But in this, um, it sort of was quite fun that like your armored truck was like simultaneously your like child as well as like your killing <laughs> machine, <laughs> um, and you would have to, 
you would have like these stupid like truck battles um where it was kind of like uh i don't know in like assassins in like the later assassins creeds or like sea of thieves i suppose you kind of just have like two ships like going alongside each other and just like awkwardly shooting um kind of like that just like really messy dumb fights just um, ramming into each other and yeah and knock each other. yeah yeah and it sort of added like a light-hearted spin on warzone that is like light-hearted already i suppose but like um we used to take it um like fairly seriously uh, sort of like a mixture of like um being quite casual about it and using it as like a chat room i suppose or then switching and it becoming like right we're gonna get a win whereas whenever yeah. we saw truck royale we're like this is just going to be an extremely silly and stupid time um and it kind of added like this extra dynamic of having a playing like a map with this big armored truck and the map isn't designed at all for having like loads of different trucks driving around <laughs> it as well like they didn't offer you a new map to play this truck on um so you'd have just your truck clipping into walls or like getting stuck in like a forest um and it was just like an absolute nightmare just um, trucks like, going down the alleyways of like Vedansk downtown, just like yeah. <laughs> trying <to> like, <laughs> and you'd, it would like add a, a new dimension if you manage to get to like the end um, end of the game where the circle is like really small. Um, you could kind of hide your truck, uh, or you like at least pretend that you're hiding your truck. Uh, like you could sort of park it right on the outskirts of the circle as it's closing in, uh, like behind some trees or something, as if like your opponents <laughs> wouldn't see it. <laughs> Things like Did that. Did you always have to be in the truck? So like if like if you do that, like hide your truck on the edge, could you then get out and like walk away? Uh, you can, you can it? do. Yeah, I, I think I'm pretty certain you can you can sort of leave your truck, I suppose, and and that's that's fine. Um, can you hijack other teams' trucks? Uh, I again, that is a good question. I'm pretty certain you could get in other teams' trucks. Yeah, that's the play. That's the play. You want to you want to hijack someone else's truck early on, and then just ride around in that, and like have one person in your actual truck, like on the edge of the map, just doing a <laughs> doing a loop right around the edge of the circle as it comes in, like just staying in. And well, like, pretty... you know, the rest of the team, just pure chaos in the middle of the map in someone else's truck, just like cruising around. Yeah, no, I think like I may have got it wrong, but like if your truck blows up, I don't think it spells the end of the match for you, but it becomes extremely like it's really, really difficult uh, yeah. for you to to like come back from that uh, because like your truck, you know, if, if you've got other teams rolling around in their trucks and you can kind of use it for protection and stuff, you're just going to get steamrolled eventually. At least that's what I found. And yeah, like the trucks aren't actually that well designed for like carrying your team, um, which sounds <laughs> really ridiculous, but you'd have obviously your two passenger seats, which I suppose are like pretty... Or, you know, one driver's seat, one passenger's seat, and they were particularly well protected. But then you just have, like, this open, like, space for your teammates to sit in in the back. People prone in the wagon. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just, like, the most open thing for people <laughs> to shoot at. Um, which I, I suppose is kind of funny because it means that you can kind of roll up alongside or, like, behind other trucks and, and just, just spray into the back of them and, and get, like, a bunch of downs and stuff. <laughs> um, 
so I don't know. I just have like a real fondness um, for that mode, like looking after a vehicle and using yeah, I guess it as going cover. Back to, um, going back to what you were saying about like how it's a bit more casual compared to like, you know, proper Warzone as well. I guess like, you know, because you have a massive hunky piece of armor that you can drive around in, like, I guess by its nature, it's a bit more relaxed just because like everybody has that like innate protection almost. You know what I mean? Like, in yeah. The truck. That's um, whereas good like Warzone, like proper, like it wants you to take it seriously. Like that game is like uh, as much survival horror <laughs> as it is battle royale like it is scary and tense and it tries to make you like really buy into like the realism i think more so than like a lot of other battle royales just down to like like the art and sound design like uh, along with the gameplay like it is super serious most of the time like it wants you you know what I mean? To yeah, be like super I get tactical you. and like buy into the realism a bit more. Whereas Truck Royale is, is you one step away from Transformers. It's just a bunch of trucks. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were like so desperate for it to be added as like an actual permanent game mode. Because <laughs> they took it away. And I, I again I've not played Warzone in, in absolute yog, so I don't know if it's ever really returned, but God, I just yeah, I love that mode so much. I can just imagine you like going on Warzone. There's someone on a really loud bike outside. <laughs> I can just imagine you going on to like Warzone and then like realizing that Truck Royale is gone. There's Alt F4 in there going onto Google Chrome, getting up your change.org and just starting a petition. <laughs> Bring back Truck Royale. <laughs> we need like a million signatures just trying to get it everywhere. <laughs> like honestly, I wasn't far off. Um, and actually, like you could play because Warzone has these things where you could play war tracks. So you, you could have like a radio on um, when you're in like vehicles and stuff and yeah. you could play mm-hmm. like music. Um, and again, yeah. the trucks would facilitate that really well. You could just be chilling in your truck, playing some, some tunes and it was fantastic. I just wanted to and say it'd that. It'd be like the weirdest songs, like very Metal Gear Solid 5 Phantom Pain-esque where you're just like rolling around in your truck, blasting like, kids in america or something ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i think we had like yeah. one of the most obnoxious ones was like skrillex's bangerang just like <laughs> <laughs> just dubs like this dubstep oh. um <laughs> which i don't know is if that's like a popular genre anymore like it just felt Listen like a real throwback while getting dubs in truck royale <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, just like obscenely loud dubstep <laughs> um so that was always funny I'm so disappointed that the trucks don't uh, drop in at the start. Like, you're not, like, you should start in the truck and, like, fall out of, like, a massive cargo plane at the start. Yeah. And then, like, a massive parachute erupts out of the truck and you try and, like, awkwardly navigate it to drop in the right spot. <laughs> I would adore that. If they um, bring it back, the trucks need parachutes. That's yeah. the rule. <laughs> um, so, Hayden... Have you got another pick for us? What's well, your next one? I don't one? think it's as interesting as Truck Royale. I don't know about that. But, um, I don't know. That could, yeah, it's just all right. I, We've got to go for I a mixture know. here, you know? Yeah, we've got to go for a mixture. I'm going back to basics a bit with this, um, which uh, this one is Rush from the Battlefield series. It's like, you know, 
had a few different looks over it. I'm going to talk about Battlefield 3 Rush, because that was the one I remember well. <laughs> um, I don't think it changed much from like Battlefield 3 to 4 to 1 to 5. I, I think it was largely the same through them all. I 2042 might have it, but I don't play that because it's like I you know I played it for like a day and was like, whoa, this is not for me. But yeah, like Battlefield 3 specifically, because uh I believe that was the one with Gamma Van Peak, which was just like my favorite map at the time. Um but Rush is very similar actually to Extraction. I think maybe we're starting to see like what I like in shooting games. I maybe. Um I'll explain that in a second. <laughs> firstly, like Rush is basically like one team of attackers, one team of defenders again. Um the attackers have like a set number of lives. Battlefield calls it tickets, but it's essentially like how many respawns you get um until you lose. So like, you know, a team might have a hundred tickets. And that means you can die a hundred times across the team. And after that, like you're done. No more respawns. Um, and you have to destroy uh like radio stations or radar stations or they were called MCOM stations in Battlefield 3. But yeah, they're essentially like little computers on the map. And like it starts and there are like two stations in like a small chunk of the map. And then as like after destroying those two, if you do it before you lose all your tickets, it will like fill your tickets back up. And then give you like another two stations and like open the map up a bit more. So like if you think of Battlefield's big old maps, and then you start in like one little chunk, and then like it'll open up and like extend a bit further with each kind of checkpoint you hit, you know, checkpoint being like destroying the MCOM stations. And the defenders, the best part is the defenders have no lives. They can just go wild. <laughs> uh just could yeah, completely off the rails do whatever they want. There's no limits there. They just have to deplete the attackers' lives before all the stations are destroyed. So defenders, like, in that sense, have, like, a pretty big advantage. Because, one, they are, like, setting up defences and, like, preparing for the attack. Which is, like, in my eyes, much easier than attacking. Because you get, like, the vantage points and shit when you're defending, right? And also, they have no life limit. They can just, they can die as much as they want. Like, you know, pull off the more risky maneuvers without needing to care. Like, yeah, defenders have it good in Rush. But very similar to Extraction, it promotes that, I don't know, that team play and it funnels you all into one point again. And like, I think I like that. Yeah, I think yeah, I like that chokehold, <laughs> that chaotic gunfight, you know, like two teams, one on either side of a bridge and like they both have to get to the other side style. Uh, just like, proper shoot off uh yeah something about it really appeals to me i think like the idea of your whole team together like firing you know in unison something about that really appeals to me um, yeah i clearly clearly do like the camaraderie of it all yeah i like structured um, fun as well <laughs> i like it to be regulated i like everyone to be in the same place so that it's fair and everyone's having the same amount of fun <laughs> yeah i think i quite like the um the, the the way the map kind of uh is unveiled i suppose like you say mm. over time um it's almost like a sort of like a reward i suppose for like if you capture those couple of points then you kind of you know that you're doing okay and you yeah. kind of move on and, and and i suppose the terrain uh changes and it kind of 
again, it mixes things up for you. I always quite like that uh, about that mode. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and also like, yeah, in that like the way the train changes and like because the maps are so big, you get like a really wide variety. Like Damavan Peak, for example, like you start up on like a mountain which is like you know covered in snow and and, and whatnot, but like after destroying the first two points and making your way down like you're kind of heading not into like a town but like much more urban environments you know you're on roads and stuff um which is just it's just so yeah i guess very rewarding in a weird way you know to be like oh i get more map like it is just really <laughs> exciting to get that because like and, and also it constantly forces you to like rethink your tactics you know like you can yeah. play team deathmatch and it's the same three lanes for the entire game, right? It's the same in, like, if you're playing Conquest, or, like, you know, like, big-scale modes in, in stuff like Battlefield, you get very... I don't know, I tend to get very tired to the same place. Like, I won't respawn all over the map, you know, each time I die. Like, if I'm defending C, I'm defending C, and I will stay there, you know? Yeah, I get um, you. So, like, you, I get very bored of just sitting in the same place and, like shooting from the same vantage point for like a solid hour which like you know battlefield conquest can last that long um like sometimes you are playing for like a solid hour especially on like high ticket count lobbies and stuff so something about rush just like constantly funneling you in to something new oh so satisfying so good yeah i think i agree with you um i i really like i'm not a huge battlefield sort of player um but mm. I, I do like Rush. I think Rush might be sort of one of my favorites of, of what I've played. Uh, I think it, like you say, it kind of captures, like Battlefront, I suppose. You sort of do feel like you're playing a game with others uh, mm -hmm. and just you're just funneling yourselves into this thing and you're beating your head against it. Or if you're a defender, it, it's quite cool to have to fend off like waves, <laughs> like waves of other players. It, yeah, really, it really does feel is. like you're defending. When, when I was younger, I played a game uh called operation flashpoint uh which oh, yeah. i don't think remember was that. very popular and yeah you might remember it um but like you know very tactical fps in that sense and i used to just play with my brother and like we'd have ai on the team and there was one map that had like a bridge across like a, a river kind of thing and it's just that kind of like you know like i said earlier both teams like one either side of the bridge and it is just this chaotic gunfight where and it can be the smallest things that give you an advantage you know like it can be like the one person who swims across the river you know what i mean and like yeah. manages to hide all the way and they can just cause some chaos and give you a massive advantage like unexpectedly you know it's a minor thing but it's so tactical uh and like because you can so easily stalemate Especially in rush uh, and extraction, you can you can stalemate so easily, but for one side that is so detrimental. You know, if you're attacking like on rush, you have limited lives. If you're in extraction, you have a limited time. You need to get creative eventually, otherwise you're going to lose. You know, so like the way that it forces you into constant stalemates for the defenders, they get you know the excitement of just gunning down like. Uh, you know getting loads of kills and just going down an entire team like constantly um but for the attackers it really is this like it, it becomes very creative and very tactical all of a sudden because if you don't like you will just lock horns for 15 minutes and lose yeah that's a great that's point actually 
like you mentioning that one player can make like a massive difference even though there are like there can be hundreds literally like hundreds of you <laughs> in that yeah, match exactly. um that like rush kind of brings out especially for the attackers like uh, storylines like in kind of really cool moments where like you and some randomers will team up and do some amazing play to like break through that defense you know like you say whether that's hiding for an extended period of time or something or all getting in a jeep for whatever reason and like pushing through so yeah i suppose even though there is like a lot of you sort of banding together with a bunch of randomers and, and making like a cool story out of it i think is a massive thing about yeah, that that's mode. so satisfying like having a really cool story to tell your mates like over discord afterwards you know what i mean like when yeah. you're you know at the pub later on like yeah it's so much more interesting than like oh yeah i won some team death match it's like yeah i was playing rush and i hid in a bush for 15 minutes and didn't move or speak to anyone and that was the crucial <laughs> thing we needed <laughs> it's like yeah like you you've done it you you are you know the a tactical god <laughs> in that moment you know because like hiding in that bush for 15 minutes let you get one extra kill uh, and that kill mattered, you know what I mean, when it comes down to the line. It's oh, so good. So good. I would say, again, I don't think I've got a good segue for this. I suppose we go from, like, small tactical. stories. You can, yeah. Yeah. It's, like, tactical stuff um, to, uh, like, another one of, like, my favourite game modes that I don't think exists anymore. Um, yeah. And that's Wingman uh, from Gears of War 2 and 3. I'm pretty certain. And then it was just removed in Gears of War, like four or five, however many Gears of Wars there have been now. And this was um, where there's just teams of two. Um, and, you know, it's 2v2v2 or whatever it is. You know, there's a, there's a number of you all in, in pairs. Um, and that's as like as simple as it is. And it sounds extremely dull. Um, and I suppose I've made it sound dull by just saying that. But... <laughs> I just remember absolutely like loving that mode um, because if you had like a friend, especially like back in the day um, when I was playing Gears of War 2 uh, and 3, it was during school where like I would come home after school like, and it'd be like seven o'clock or something after dinner and we just have, you just have time. You just have time to play games. So you wouldn't have to worry about anything else in your life. Um, the best days. The those are such hours. good days hours of just shooting things and nothing else to care about you know and like there would be a bunch of us who play gears and sometimes you know not all your mates are going to be online but you'd always have that like one friend who who would be there who, who's just like absolutely loved who loved it or would be up for like a who game also of gears completely ignored any homework or other tasks they had <laughs> yeah straight to gear <laughs> like, you know you get home have a shower eat your tea get the console on let's, let's, get, let's play some gears <laughs> yeah no, i i gnashes out shotgun <laughs> <laughs> i lich i i'm like the biggest gears fan but anyway like we we would play i would at least i would sort of team up with one or two folks who in wingman if if no one else was on um and it was just such like a a strategic game mode because obviously you'd have to you know it would be you and your mate and you would have to really like coordinate you really have to chat to one another like where where you're sort of positioned what weapons you're using i suppose gears of wars arsenal isn't exactly huge but i just love kind of 
you're both part of like this one unit um because if your teammate goes down it's like really really detrimental to how well you do obviously because then you're in a 1v2 situation um and also just like the fights where you know it's 2v2 it's just like prioritizing like one person are you going to go for like one guy or are you kind of both going to splinter off and try and 1v1 in your own like separate little uh separate little ways a brave move yeah brave, just bold very bold again like you just have to like weigh up weigh up the options uh, and even if you did die and you were watching your teammate um you'd have that cool moment where you're like spectating and they would they might 1v2 a team and like just absolutely pop off and it would just be like an <laughs> extremely hype moment uh for like i don't know a 15 year old kid <laughs> just, just right like now thing. uh i'm imagining like super tactical gears of war gameplay like you know behind cover shooting out like when you get a second that's not what you played though right because i imagine if you were really into gears you would have been shotguns only yeah that, that like glitch movement where you move yeah. really fast constantly <laughs> dipping in and out of cover and you just fly across the map <laughs> yeah you're like 100% right I yeah and it's we, super disorienting like you can't follow what's going on at all <laughs> I got so in like seriously I got so into gears I still am really um just learning like what's called wall bouncing um which you mentioned is is kind of like a weird glitchy move where in gears of war you can press a um, to go into cover your character will kind of slide into cover and you can shoot over it um, but if you kind of pull back the left stick um, just before you kind of hit that cover your character will kind of I suppose also pull back like they'll kind of just stop that um, animation but you can kind of chain you can chain that stop starting motion over and over again so you you almost you uh, instead of going into cover, you're literally wall bouncing. <laughs> um, and wall you can bouncing. kind of you can kind of if anyone if anyone gets anything from this pod, it's that they can go play Gears of War right now and wall bounce all over the place, you know? <laughs> yeah, if you've learned like one and it's honestly it is it's such a game changer um for gears because you kind of just go from just ge- generically running around i suppose and and sliding into cover or whatever which is fine you can you can do that but if you it's a kind of unlock um not even like this like this is a try hard thing or um, i'm kind of being elitist about it or anything like that but you will you will have so much more fun if you try and just learn like the very basics of wall bouncing in gears because it's a it opens up so many like ways to it's like i literally bounce around the map like your movement will just it just makes like a massive joy to like go around these maps. And again, we, you know, me and my partner and wingman, we'd, we'd be like, why <laughs> just be wall bouncing everywhere? It'd be like an absolute mess. Um, but it did feel Such amazing. Gears of War elitist. <laughs> I am like, yeah, I will. Look, if you play Gears of War, you need to be wall bouncing. It's the <laughs> only option. <laughs> if you don't, you're just going to lose. Like, if you're not wall bouncing and you see someone wall bouncing, does it look as manic as it is like to be the one doing it? Because it is like really quite like jarring. Like you're just flying around between cover. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's really fast. I can't get it across enough. It's very, very fast. Um, not at all what you think of when you think Gears of War. So yeah, like, like if I... you're just like stood there and someone is wall bouncing around. Like, does it look as like 
terrifying and like wild as it feels when you're doing it or just like the game smooth it out and make it look normal it's if you're watching someone wall bouncing it does look ridiculous because they're kind of (laughs) like they're sort of like hunching over or suddenly going upright depending on like the height of of like the the ledges or the walls that you're bouncing off um and obviously just like the the weird motion of them sort of throwing their back into constant walls and stuff um so it does just look really really dumb and it is really hard to 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 fight someone if you don't really know how to wall bounce yourself and you see someone coming at you doing all this like crazy movement it's really hard to like time your shots and 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 get that advantage over them um whereas if you're able to wall bounce then it adds like you both look equally as ridiculous um but you can kind of like have this weird, like almost like a Beyblade battle where you're just like bouncing around off these walls. <laughs> um, and you're trying to find that like one moment where you can aim your, it's, it's traditionally like shotguns. I don't think you would wall bounce of any other weapon, really. Um, it's mainly like shotgun fights and gears. Um, and you would try and find this like one pocket of like time where you can kind of just press the trigger and like one shot them. Or, or sometimes, I suppose, just chip them, chip them down if you can. Um, and it just made for some like, I just don't. I've never played a game uh, like a shooting game like that, really, um, which kind of had those mechanics. It's very like unique to Gears, the whole wall bouncing thing. Um, I suppose you've got like rocket jumping and all of that sort of stuff in other games, but this felt very Gears. Um, wall bouncing is very unique. I think it is absolutely wild to watch. Uh, also, like, I don't know, like, if if you were, if, if Gears was real and you were, like, one of those soldiers, but, like, you hadn't learned how to wall bounce yet, and, like, you were watching, like, Marcus Phoenix just wall bounce around the map, <laughs> you must, you'd be so caught off guard, you'd be like, that guy's got good knees. That that was, that was really hurt. You know, that takes practice. Uh... <laughs> yeah, well, it is kind of... It is weird, isn't it? Like this big, rough, like serious man, Marcus Phoenix, can look like super, super dumb, wall bouncing off stuff. Yeah, um, crouching, hitting a wall, bouncing off it, crouching again. Like it is like something out of a cartoon, but like on ten times speed. I, I know <laughs> fast. <laughs> some some pros, like I, I used to do it like fairly fast, but nothing, nowhere near like the level that some of the, the pros do it. Like if you watch, they they will actually like tweak their um. I suppose the controller settings or even just the way they hold like their Xbox controllers. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll like hold it in a claw grip so they can kind of, <laughs> pr- instead of pressing like traditionally A to wall bounce, you'd be pressing a- another button. I don't know what one it is, but it will it, it basically up that speed. It's all just around like the wall bouncing, <laughs> which is crazy. That does not sound healthy. No, it looks horrible. Like, if you see that hands. must set in very quickly. <laughs> Yeah, that can't I, be good. I just, I, I like, I again, I, I sort of feel like Wingman kind of with the wall bouncing and kind of the strategy and all that. It felt like a real, like demonstration of what made Gears so much fun. Um, just these like small chaotic fights um, where you're all just wall bouncing around, or at least you don't need to be. It just, I love that kind of teaming up with one other player and really having to communicate um yeah i i I miss that and i don't 
I don't know why they got rid of it in in four, four and five. I suppose it probably just wasn't popular enough. Um, is it not bad? Is it gone? Is that it? I, I'm pretty gone? certain it's gone. Um, I I played. I, I again, I haven't played four and five uh, much. Um, I did play the multiplayer modes though, and I'm pretty certain I remember going, "Where the hell is Wingman? Like, where has it gone? Um, like, please get it onto Google Chrome." Getting on the change.org. <laughs> Gear six. Bring back Wingman. Ten exclamation marks after it. <laughs> I just that guy. Like seriously, if they again, I will play Gear Six. I'm like one of those guys. I'll just play it, even though four and five. It kind of they didn't really hit right for me. They were fine, but I feel like it's Gears has kind of had its time. But I'll still play six. Um, and if they don't have Wingman in that, which I doubt they will, it'll make it'll be maybe just really sad. Um, so, yeah, bring it back, please. Just bring it so, back. So, if if Microsoft are listening, the one thing they need to do to win you over, like you know, next year's whatever they do, you know, for the summer, um, they need like to win you over. They need to just say Gears Six will have Wingman, and then like that, yeah, everything <laughs> will be quiet. But they'll just be like you in the in the chat stream, or you know, like if it's like an in person thing, you'll just be screaming like Ah, like Wingman! <laughs> oh, let's go! <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I am literally one of few people in like, which sounds really harsh actually to Gears. I'm like one of few people that still is really into gears or like really wants to get back into it. You know, I sort of feel like it's not a huge, I don't know. Maybe it is a huge deal to a lot of people in my head. I'm thinking like it's, it's not, um, at least on this team, I feel like I'm one of, one of the supporters. Um, and I want it, I want it to come back. Um, so yeah, gear six, I'm watching. I'm I'm hoping. Bring back wingman. Bring back wingman. (laughs) That's all I ask. I'll be so happy. I'll be so happy. And I like the idea that like if that happens, um, like previous people that I used to play with after school or ever who I haven't really spoken to in a long time, but we're still like buds, where they'll come out the woodwork. I have this like one friend who who we don't really chat at all until another gears game comes out <laughs> and then we'll like message <laughs> each other be like yeah do you want to do you want to co-op this and it'll be like nothing has really changed so i'm sort of hoping that happens with six anyway um, that's beautiful like four years pass and then like a new gears comes out and it's like it's nasha time yeah <laughs> it's like right it's yeah. nasha time um <laughs> okay <laughs> aside from Ringman. Uh, Hayden, have you got your your third and, and final pick? Yeah, well, I'm cheating because it's like a double one. So, yeah, third and fourth finals. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, it's a weird one compared to the rest, I suppose. A bit more in the vein of, like, Armored Royale, like, more like a bit of a party game, more casual. Actually, no. I take that back. It's not casual. It's very serious. When like, <laughs> You know, you have to think, like, to win here. Yeah, this is not just shooting around there's actually not much shooting involved at all um but yeah i i wanted to pick uh oddball slash griffball from halo um oddball there is a skull in the map uh at least for the earlier halos it might have changed like an orb with a skull inside it i don't know why in the later ones but yeah there's a skull in the map uh and you know it can either be free for all or team based but like you or your team need to hold the skull uh, for like the longest amount of time, basically. You know, it might be like a few minutes or something. 
Um, and like while you're holding it, the timer goes up, like your counter goes up. Um, and it's like the first team to person to hit like two or three minutes or something like that, um, which is very difficult. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it is wild. Like, <laughs> uh, and the score does like loads of damage. So like, it, you know, if if you're like just on the team, you're defending whoever has the score. Like you, you know, just shooting out quite team based. Clearly, what I love. But if you have the skull, the oddball, you can like bludgeon people with it, and it does like <laughs> yeah. ridiculous amounts of damage. Like in the later Halos, it like insta kills people. Oh, it's so good. It's so satisfying. It's like it's really hard to pull off a kill with like the oddball because like people are gunning you down the second you come out of, of you know any little crevice. But if you can pull it off and just start bludgeoning people with it, <laughs> it's so rewarding. Um, but I mean, oddball's good. Griffball is uh, it uses the like the skull, like the ball. But other than that, I guess it's quite different. Um, but Griffball is kind of like American football. Um, like each team has a goal, uh, and you have to like pick up the ball and run it into the other goal for your team. Um, I'm not a sports guy so i don't know you know I, I did start watching some american football last year and i guess it did evoke much of the same feeling of griff ball but rather than being like you know playing griff ball and being like this is like american football i watch american football and i'm like this is like griff ball <laughs> <laughs> i'm that guy and then like yeah um but like, yeah watching american football is a very similar feeling but griff ball Screw Madden. If I'm playing sports, I'm playing Griffball. I'm getting that score. I'm charging down like across. Uh, like Griffball tends to be a lot of like custom maps as well because I think it started as a custom mode and then like got like officially added in later. But oh, so yeah. satisfying just running down the field, you know, knowing that you're gonna win. Uh, I don't think there were guns in Griffball either. You might have had a like, gravity hammer. Yeah, I think you had a gravity hammer, right? <laughs> Which is even better, like because <laughs> like people are just like. Whomping each other with gravity hammers, while one like person is just sprinting down the center of the field with a griff ball, like ah, oh. oh, it's so so good. Such it a is good glorious. And like I, I, um, going back to oddball, which is the one where you kind of hold the skull for like a period of time. I have never known chaos like that. <laughs> like griff ball is chaotic, but oddball is like, it, I swear it brings out like the worst side of yeah. me or like people where you just see like an enemy like an enemy holding this ball they've been holding it for ages and you're like i hate you like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate this or like they're staying like one position and you just can't you can't break free you just can't get it off them and i've never known like fury like like that before yeah. the only thing that captures that feeling like the same way as Oddball is in Fall Guys when there's that like grab the tail <laughs> yeah. mode. <laughs> Infuriating. Like, because you're just behind the person with the tail and then you grab it and then it glitches and you don't have the tail. Very similar feeling. All those little beans just hate them, despise them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, again, like Griff Ball, American football to me, I don't, I just don't really get it. I, I find it like a bit a bit dull it's very like stop starty maybe there's something i'm missing with it but it for me it's not that exciting whereas griff ball is like yeah this is some is some good shit like just smashing a gravity hammer down and like it's sort of awkwardly having to 
try and like direct this ball with it as well. Like, it's not mm-hmm. very like accurate method of like controlling the ball, which makes it just funnier. Like if anything, and like you really do have to think about like layout. Like if you want to like win, because like whenever I play Griff Ball, it'd be like online with randoms and weird fucking lose like we were not good at griff ball um but like you come up against teams that were like they they had a setup you know they were like running <laughs> formations like it was fifa like and uh like they wouldn't leave positions you know they're like defenders and attackers and that's hardcore griff ball uh and honestly the fact that like more schools and colleges and unis don't have griff ball teams is a tragedy that, that <laughs> needs to be a thing i would have stayed at uni longer if they had a griff ball team imagine right if they if they had, like when i went to drop out if they had gone you can look if you stay we'll give you a massive gravity hammer and a skull and you can run around uh with all these other weirdos with hammers and skulls um <laughs> uh, and you know you get the, the entire pitch out there that pitch yours you can play some, some real life griff ball i would have stayed i'd still be there now it was a four-year course i wouldn't i would still be there running around playing griff ball unis you know so much of it is about money now but they don't know what people want you know, yeah. I don't want a degree. <laughs> Degrees just like <laughs> I want to play griff ball in real life with a team. That's we need you as like the vice president of some university, yeah. or like at least leading like the esports <laughs> program. Because I swear some unis have esports programs now. You could just turn they that into a do if they don't yeah. into like it's a griff ball. ball and like uh, Quidditch and stuff like that. Yeah, just, <laughs> just make it like full on. Like really dangerous sports, actually. <laughs> like <laughs> kids with just like hammers and, and like skulls just like slamming into each other. <laughs> the idea, like alongside like, Griff Ball being like a sport, you know, like Griff Ball is totally a sport in the Halo universe. They're all playing Griff, like Master Chief plays Griff Ball on his days off. Um, <laughs> the idea that like a Quidditch, like a proper esports Quidditch game doesn't exist is heartbreaking that that is a thing that like that should exist right alongside griff ball and the fact that it doesn't ugh, it needs to be a thing like quidditch griff ball and oh what was the game there's a vr game it's very uh, like it's like ender's game um and but it isn't ender's game because that's a movie slash book um but it's like that where you're all in like zero gravity and there's like discs flying around oh it's, it's not beat it's saber called. is it no, not no. Beat Saber. Beat Saber. It's not like <laughs> Ultimate Frisbee VR or something. <laughs> it might have been like Echo. Yeah, I think it was Echo. Yeah, it was Echo, I think. Echo. But like, yeah, so you're all like weird robots. Uh, and like, it's like a big, like, zero gravity, like, chamber. This is first person. This counts. <laughs> <laughs> and, um,. There are like all these little dots throughout the arena and zero gravity. So you have to like grab onto the dots or like grab onto like pieces of rubble that's floating through the air. So like propel yourself forward. And there's like a disc and it's very similar to Griff Ball in the sense like there's a goal uh, and you have to like grab the disc and then like zero gravity float your way. But you can like propel yourself to it faster. But you have to like go towards a goal. Very good team game. If you, if you have VR, try out Echo VR. It might make you feel sick. <laughs> Fair disclaimer. But it's worth trying. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Nice. <laughs> well, I suppose uh, we shall move on to my 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 last 
pick, which actually isn't really that exciting. Uh, oh, segue from Griff Ball into your last pick. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's going to be tough. Uh, I, I'm actually like really thinking about it, and I'm like I just don't think there is any way like to do this. I think it's impossible. It's actually impossible because <laughs> my last pick is um, is Terrace Hunt from specifically. I should add Rainbow Six Vegas and Vegas 2 because I, apparently it changed in Siege, so I won't even bother going into that. Um, we'll just sort of talk about the one in Vegas and Vegas 2. Yeah, um, tell me what that is because like, I only know Siege. So like, so, like <laughs> Vegas is a whole, that's a whole different... I, don't I know think it's is. actually a lot less. It, just, just looking at like the text in Siege... Um, Siege's one looks quite uh, intense, quite different. Rainbow Six Vegas is literally like you are just dumped on a map um, with, you know, you and however many players that you want to be on your team. And you just have to clear it of of terrorists or or, or enemy, just like AI controlled enemies uh, within a certain time limit. And that is literally it. And it's it's incredibly, it sounds incredibly dull. Um, And I suppose... It is a little bit if you have the, the difficulty on like extremely easy, um, but I think I just have like a fondness for it because if you cranked the difficulty like really high, um, it was like a, just a like the the map the terrorists would be able to like gun you down in like less next to no time. Um, they'd actually be like fairly smart as well. Um, and you'd have less time to kind of complete complete the mission. Um, and I think it was like my first ever experience of kind of um, cl- clearing a map of enemies in a, in a certain time, because th- this was like Vegas, um, which was, I think it was literally my first ever experience of Xbox Live at the time. The first game wow. that I ever played... Uh, online with, with other people um and i can remember it like vividly actually like talking down the mic and like asking if anyone was like there <laughs> like <laughs> speaking into like space kind of thing and um and that was like where i made my first sort of xbox live buddies who who happens to be uh, at least one of them um is my gears of war bud that i just will not oh, speak to wow. for ages um He's that still was an unexpected crossover there. Yeah. <laughs> um it's mad, isn't it? Like he just I met him from, you know, uh from playing Rainbow Six Vegas literally years and years ago. That so it isn't like a school buddy, it's it's someone you met like online. Yeah, sorry, I should have made that wow. more clear. Yeah, literally this this person that I that I played with, um I still play Gears with uh, over the years. Yeah, I met him o- online. Um and in in a in an even crazier twist, we actually met in real life, um, like years ago now, when we were still young, and our dads had to like accompany us to obviously make sure that we weren't just some <laughs> like creepo, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, but he actually didn't live too far away, um, which is even crazier, really. Um, so yeah, and he he was like mates with um, sort of my sort of friendship group from school as well so we all kind of like mixed in it was kind of mad really thinking about it Uh, i've never made a friend online uh (laughs) in my life like i am to this day terrified to speak in public lobbies like i uh tactical games like siege and stuff i won't talk i just 
struggle through it uh, and tend to get team killed a lot. I, I can't. I don't like to speak. <laughs> I, I get. I do get you. Um, I'm actually amazed that I like made this this friend. Um, yeah. I because I, now I think I I definitely don't feel as comfortable speaking online and stuff. Um, maybe when I'm playing like something like Valorant or Apex, I'll make like some calls if I'm taking it really seriously. But I'm not there to kind of chat and and make friends and stuff. I'll try not to. Like, I don't know why. Well, not try not to make friends, but like uh, similar to you, I, for whatever reason now, I'm less comfortable speaking, which I don't know what that says about <laughs> um, toxicity and stuff, you know? Yeah, I think that's a big part of it. Like, I started playing online shooters. Modern Warfare 2 would have been my first one. So, uh, what was that? Like 2009, maybe? Um but I probably started playing in, like, 2010. So, like, by then, like, at least in the COD space, like, toxicity had already set in pretty hard. Uh, and I, like, I, I guess I just, I'm well into the habit now of just muting my mic uh, in every, like, if it's a public lobby, I will mute my mic, make sure it's, like, push to talk, you know, whatever. Uh, whatever I can do to, like, not be heard, basically. <laughs> and I'll even, like, mute other players. Like, I don't want to hear them talking to me because I, feel awkward that i don't respond um (laughs) so like it can be like a hyper tactical game like siege and i'm just like we're gonna fly by the seat of our pants we're not talking not no communication (laughs) absolutely not i can't do it but your description of terrorist hunt actually sounds like it matches up very well with siege oh right okay i don't know if vegas i I assume vegas didn't have operators and like you know no it was more every character it was kind of you would just have your character and you would like rank up um from i don't know like general to whatever it is you know and you would outfit them with new armor and things like that yeah so terrorism and siege obviously like using operators you know you go in as like thermal or you know whoever um but outside of that it sounds very similar it's it's a map uh they drop 20 or 30 enemies in there uh like ai terrorists and you just go through and clear them out very tactically like uh, and maybe by default it is harder than anything in vegas but like um i i think there are difficulty options in terrorist hunt in siege i think maybe uh it, either way it's quite hard like one or two shots and you could be like down you know as is like tradition in siege it's a quite a tactical game in you know multiplayer anyway and terrorist hunt like doesn't really hold back on that front you know terrorists will like barricade walls they will do like quite intelligent like like you said about vegas like it does sound very similar yeah i it's sort of it feels like it gets the pve like mode right um where whereas in like games like overwatch um they're obviously very different um but i sort of find the whole fighting against waves of enemies is like a classic for like an fps game where it's like you mm-hmm. know it's a battle royale or something like that and it's like right we're going to introduce pve mode and it's often just some fights fight against hordes of enemies kind of thing um whereas yeah, it's, it's, this sorry yeah it's oh, just sorry. like i don't know this just it sort of knew what its strengths were like it knew that rainbow six and siege or whatever its strengths are kind of like the map design and clearing rooms tactically quite literally um and filling a map with enemies 
might sound incredibly dull and boring, but because Siege and Vegas are very good at it, um, and like the tools they give you and the weapons and like just the whole general feel of the game, it makes it sort of elevates the mode a lot. Um, mm. Yeah, what I was going to say a minute ago, like alongside it, is uh, on the topic of PVE stuff. Like, I always find those are some of my favorite modes, like where I can just mm. like team up with like one or two friends and that's it. And there's nobody else there, you know what I mean? It's just like those against, like, you know, the computer, whether it's wave based or like terrorist hunt style, where they're all dropped in and then you like go through and pick them off. But like, you know, terrorist hunt, COD zombies, um, I don't know if you've played like New Battlefront 2, uh, but like that added a co-op mode, like at some point in its life, um, which is like PvE. So like you go online, team up with other people, and then like you just uh I guess kind of rush style, you like go through and capture checkpoints and like or defend them, you know what I mean? And it's really, really good. And you can like play as heroes in that one. So like, you know, you can be Obi-Wan, your mate can be like uh, Anakin you got like AI clone troopers help. It's really, really cool. Like PVE is sometimes if they get it right and the difficulty balance, right. Cause if it's like a pushover, it's really dull, but if they get it right, it can be so satisfying and rewarding way more than like traditional online multiplayer. I think. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, I do miss good. Maybe it's just the games I choose to play, but I do miss the really good PVE modes. Um, and just very briefly, going back onto gears because <laughs> i'll find any <laughs> excuse um again i i really love the horde mode in that um because you'd have obviously these waves of enemies but gears has so such like a variety of different enemy types and they really like properly fledged um fledged out i don't know fleshed out is what i'm trying to say there fleshed out the <laughs> the uh the tools at your disposal um like they knew what gear strengths were and they knew how to like implement them properly to make that horde mode really good. You could set up like barricades. Mm -hmm. It would take guns and ideas from its campaign and put them into this horde mode and make them like in work in different ways or be useful. Yeah. I just, I miss that. I sort of find now in some of these games nowadays, they just, they're a bit phoned in sometimes. They're not quite as, as detailed or, or in depth or they don't really understand what what makes their game tick in the first place uh they kind of just go right we're just gonna make kind of a horde mode and yeah have at it i don't know that's just yeah that's uh just like on the cod zombie thing because it's probably like the most experience i have with pve that's something even that mode like it, that that specific mode has gone through where like before it, it felt like a real pinnacle like you know, Treyarch Call of Duty games had zombies and like it was usually the best mode. Um and recently, you know, zombies has been in more and more Call of Duty games to the point where it's around like pretty much every year now. Um and it really is there just to like tick a box because zombies is popular. Um, you know what I mean? Like they throw it in there in pretty much all of them. But it's never the same. It doesn't capture that same like feeling of like early like World at War COD one uh, Black Ops One zombies. Like that was Yeah so well refined like yeah they've just it's it's got much more muddled now and it's kind of lost its way a bit 100 i get you make make them you know i'm sure we'll have another resurgence one day of like good good bring PVE back wingman yeah just harder on your pv <laughs> yeah, just get wingman back that's that's all that this podcast is turning trucks, out to be 
parachute down from the sky. (laughs) The two major takeaways from this. Right, so we should move on to what we've been playing because otherwise we will just talk forever about our favourite modes and you don't you don't want that, trust me. I've got more in the bank, I can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I will just talk about Gears forever, too fair. Um, so Hayden, we'll start with you. What have you been playing? It doesn't need to be uh, an FPS, it can be whatever because we do what we want here. And we, we do, need we a break won. from FPS. So no one likes FPSs. We hate FPS games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I have been playing like a little bit of Apex. We'll try and do when I find time. Um, but you know, only kind of odd matches here and there. And lately, like it's been really hard to like sync up with my friends. Um, and obviously, Apex doesn't have a solo mode, so like dropping into duos and trios by myself is uh, not quite the same experience because I don't talk. <laughs> so, <laughs> like. My team is just completely silent, uh, or as far as I'm aware, because I mute everybody. Um, <laughs> and then we get killed almost immediately because I don't know who we're shooting at or where, like, you know, I don't know what's happening. It's just pure chaos. And by the time I've got a gun, <laughs> I'm usually dead or, you know, like just getting shot down. So I don't get far uh, playing Apex by myself. But yeah, outside of that, I don't know if you've been playing like anything that's come out recently, Ed, but I reviewed As Dusk Falls recently for the site. So I played through that uh, like once and then went through and did like a few of the other options and stuff because like a choice based uh, narrative um, adventure, you know, ex Quantic Dream Devs. Um, so oh, that, nice. That okay. thing. Um, but yeah, I really, really enjoyed that. It was. Other than like some kind of shoddy writing, like earlier on, um, after like the second chapter, at least it really just get more refined. Um, and yeah, I really, really enjoyed it uh, for the most part. So uh, that was a lot of fun. It's on Game Pass and it's quite short, and you can play it more player. Like, and everyone can like battle over the choices you make and stuff. It's quite uh, chaotic in that sense. <laughs> um, but yeah, I played through that, and then I've also been playing Stray. I don't like cats. They scare me when I like Stray. Um, uh, I can't explain why. It's just it's, cats are better when they are limited to the TV screen and they can't claw me. That's my takeaway. Nice. You know, cats look very cute. It's their behavior that scares me. They're erratic, unpredictable behavior um, and their piercing eyes. When they look into me, they stare into my soul and I hate it. <laughs> I do, I do get you actually. Um, I've seen some talk about like, I apparently like the cat can get a gun or or something like that. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's a fake. Whatever. It, it, people don't seem happy about it. Um, oh, 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 dear. But I, I don't know. Like, I, I swear, like stray and just. I no. What I'm trying to say is, I swear that cats are actually just stone cold killers. Like they are the absolute killing machines and people are like, oh, these cats are like really cute and I love that this cat mm-hmm. is cute and you can play this cat. This is very cute. And that's the whole purpose of cats and games or whatever. I don't know, man. I, I, <laughs> I swear like cats will literally bring back like dead birds to you as like a way of, as like an offering of like, here, have this dead bird because that's what they do. They like love to hunt things. Um, and yeah, if they ever make a game 
If they ever make a game based off uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber's Cats musical, it's got to be a rhythm-based FPS. Those cats are brutal. <laughs> evil cats. Evil. Uh, but there's something really like ironic in the sense that like, uh, I am terrified of cats. Like, genuinely terrified. Like, I hate to be in the same room as them. Um, all of my like ex-girlfriends that I've had like a long relationship with had cats. <laughs> <laughs> so like it's kind of the curse at this point where it's like every time I end up in a relationship there's like a cat that I have to bond with um, and it, I'm convinced it never works I'm convinced that if you gave those cats guns now they would hunt me down <laughs> I would be dead within a day <laughs> like I just I can't do it dogs I love like and I you know dogs will get on with me but cats it's like it's like putting you know arch nemesis in the same room it does not work um, I just, yeah, I'm terrified of them. Yeah, I. But Stray is very cute. <laughs> yeah, Stray it does look um extremely cute, and I will say that as much as cats are staying cold killers, they are also they can be really nice, <laughs> like really chill. That's not factually proven. You don't know what cats are thinking. <laughs> they might all want to kill us. You don't know. <laughs> The yeah. RPS team in general love cats. I'm like, you know, the odd one out in that like, I'm terrified of them. <laughs> yeah, I feel Every like time it... <laughs> someone sends like, a picture of their cat at work, I'm like, oh, it's cute. But inside I'm like, thank fuck I'm not in the same room. <laughs> I'd be terrified. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to get on Stray. I've got it downloaded um, on the PS5, so I'll um, give it a go, see how I feel about it. I, I'm sort of expecting to go like, ah, it's fine. I don't think it's going to blow me away or anything. I'm sort of, but we'll see. I'm just one of those really impatient people who likes to play games with guns uh, and and action all the time. So it might not be for me anyway, but we'll see. I'll give it a go and try but to embrace the cat. If they the cat's guns, you'd be there. Yeah. Right? This is what we need. This is what we need. Cats and guns. Yeah. Cats and guns. Quick scope those <laughs> birds in it and uh, it's great. <laughs> Yeah, I again, I'll, I'll just say that I've not also been playing that much here, here and there. Some Apex, I'm trying. I'm really trying with Apex. Um, I'm just, it's one of those. It's really hard to get into if if you're not. I'm not particularly good at it, and I'm finding it hard to get into because you will get into a fight and you'll die in like two seconds, and it's very hard to motivate yourself. Um, mm. That's how I'm finding it. Otherwise, Monster Hunter Rise, I've been playing a bit as well. Again, I'm trying really hard to get into, and I think I'm there. Very like complicated menus and systems, and I'm not very good at remembering combos, which makes me terrible at fighting games, and this is kind of similar. But I think I'm there. I quite like hunting the big monsters. There's like this big frog thing um, that I've made some cool armor out of, so that's nice. And in classic fashion, uh, I'm playing Judgment as well, which isn't on PC. It's, it's on PS4 and PS5. Um, the, the Yakuza spin-off about like a lawyer, uh, a detective slash lawyer, because I've always got to have like a yakuza game just in the background somewhere that I can always turn to, and I've been enjoying that a lot. Um, I've uh, We're going to fall out here. I've tried one Yakuza game uh, a total of one time, um, and might have been Yakuza 0. Oh, don't do this. I, <laughs> I beat some people up. Um didn't do a whole lot else maybe walk down some streets uh there's a lot of talking happening um i played for maybe two hours gave up have never gone back 
And I don't intend to. No, I'm just, I'm distraught. This is like the last podcast we'll ever record together. Yeah, this is, this it. is it. It's no over more. for us. Like, <laughs> I, I do, like as much as I hate to admit it, I do, I do understand that there is a lot of talking and it is a very slow burn. Um, with all the accusers, um, they there's just a lot. There's a lot of chatting and and it it can be uh, off putting. Um, and the the fights of the thugs can be a bit annoying and stuff. Um, also, I don't know if I'm misremembering. It was a few months ago that I tried Yakuza Zero. I tried Yakuza, by the way, because like I knew you liked it so much, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to try it and like talk with Ed about it. Didn't I couldn't get into it. I will try again, I promise. But like it, that first time, it just really put me off. And I, I don't know if I'm remembering wrongly. I might be, but the the battles with like the thugs and stuff. Is there like a weird loading screen that leads into each one? Um, <laughs> yeah. Like it isn't like a smooth transition where you just like walk up to them and start a fight. Like it starts and it's like almost suddenly like an arena. Yeah, um, where you were stood, hated that. Made me so angry. <laughs> yeah, it, it has like these quirks to it, um, which which are quite they are quite annoying. Um, I won't sugarcoat that they are a bit annoying, and sometimes the pace is slow. Um, but if you can kind of just go right, I'm just gonna accept. The, these bits like just that's what it does i'm just gonna accept it um the story um does take its time but a certain point will have you like absolutely hooked um and like you'll start to really appreciate like the characters and the writing and the stupid like side stories um they're a lot stupid they're actually like really clever and funny and yeah i maybe there, there'll be a point where you'll have like some spare time or like you'll just maybe go back to it one day um, and hopefully you can give it another shot. I hope. I pray. I will say the one thing that was like standout, like this is amazing. Uh, I believe there was like a karaoke mini game early on. Yes. And my goodness, just gaming at its finest. It was so good. So fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yuki's Zero has some really good um, mini games and yeah if you can kind of get to a stage you're playing some good sort of side side quests and stuff i think then you'll start to notice just how stupid and silly it is um uh, sort of in contrast to how sort of like melodramatic the story is and things yeah we give it try and give it another shot one day when you're in the right sort of mood it might just be one of those things we need to be in a certain headspace for it i find that with mm. some games i so just bounce off them like the witcher i remember bouncing off the witcher 3 I played it for like an hour or two. I was like, oh, I hate this. This sucks. And then I came back I to like agree. a year or so. Witcher 3 sucks hard. <laughs> I still, there are still parts from like, this sucks. Like, the, I don't like the combat particularly. Um, and yeah, and Roach also just sucks. I hate Roach as well. Um, but yeah, I, I did. I was like, right, I'm just going to try and enjoy the story and, and the writing stuff. And I did eventually. I really did. Um, I do have a fondness for that game. But yeah, I bounced off that hard early on. War um, bounced. War bounced off it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, again, if if Witcher 3 had wall bouncing and <laughs> Nash's shotguns. just wall bouncing all over the shop? Oh, that would have been wild. <laughs> Literally, it would make life so much better. If everything just had wall bouncing in it. If everything was just <laughs> Gears of War, actually, 
Um, we don't need any other games. Yeah, all we're saying, if The Witcher 3 had wall bouncing and a massive shotgun, then it would be better. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's fine how it is, but it needs wall bouncing and a shotgun to really hit that, like, 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, it, like... If every game was just Gears or Yakuza, I don't mind. Well, <laughs> one of the two, it's fine. We'll be there. I would try Yakuza again. I'll give it, like, I feel like I need to give it, like, a solid weekend, you know, like, 10, 12 hours, just, like, no life it, and then I'll be in. Yeah, with I the think Witcher it's... The Witcher 3, I will not go back to, I hate that game with a passion. It's garbage. <laughs> give me the hate. Give me the hate. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to, to round off the podcast, <laughs> just, just inviting a millions of haters. I love yeah, garbage was strong. Don't hate me. It's okay. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> it's gonna happen now. You know, I'll commit to it. Which is really <laughs> worst game ever made. <laughs> All right, we'll do the outro. I love that. I love that little fade away <laughs> that you can do there. Um, cool. Right. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode of the Ultimate Audio Bang. If you want to make sure you never miss an episode, uh, then subscribe via your podcasting platform of choice. There are also a number of other ways you can support the show. You can follow us over on Twitter. RPS is at Rock Paper Shop. I am at From Edward and Hayden is at Hayden underscore Hefford. And if you want to chat to some lovely people, you can go join the RPS Discord. That's at discord.gg slash rockpapershotgun. And you can get some very nice clothes in the form of RPS shirts and hoodies. You can just head on over to store.repop.com, see what threads we're selling and whether you'd like to purchase any of them. Uh, And last but not least, for all of your PC gaming needs, make sure you head on over to rockpapershotgun.com. So that's it for the two of us. Uh, We'll catch you later. Bye.